Hi, I'm Casey, and let's be serious, guys. You know where I'm going with the pick'em this week. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'll tell you why it's no coincidence that Sunday night is a Super Wolf blood moon. Hi, I'm Jam, and I will instantly regret my talk metaphor this week. Should have been a wolf. I should have said raccoon or possum. No animal. It lived. All right, welcome back in. Just another football show. It's championship weekend, guys. Championship Friday. I mean, it's Sunday. Friday, Friday, Friday. I, I will say, so, so somehow the name caught on that the divisional round is the best weekend in sports. It's not. This is. No, no it's, it's nowhere near. I, no, nowhere near WrestleMania yeah, weekend. Yeah. Uh, that's a good weekend, too. I, well, I mean, if we're going weekends, it's actually the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. But sure. in football, this is yeah, last yeah, weekend was the best. Sure. In theory, you should have like you know. Four, hey, four, four good great games. games are better than two good games. But well, I didn't think we got. Four we didn't great. get four great we didn't games. Even, we I think. Didn't even get I think two we're good games. I think it's a little recency bias. We got one halfway good game. And I had I had a great weekend. It snowed, so I just stayed inside. I stayed inside all weekend. I played video games. Yeah, and I watched you play TV. video games. You get you some chunky soup. Oh, yeah. I made ribs on Sunday. You made ribs on Sunday in the snow? Didn't get invited over for some ribs. Neither did I. I would have to put on pants. Some bullshit. (laughs) No, you didn't. I mean, were you wearing underwear? Judgment-free zone. Sometimes. (laughs) Okay, all right. We're not judging. So we got uh, got some good games coming up. Hopefully, some good games coming up this weekend. Uh, I mean, I'd prefer a blowout on one as long as it went my way. But uh, a couple games to talk about. We're going to... We'll see how... Quickly, these we uh, are, these get are, through these. Are both rematches, and then we'll give uh, Ryan a little time to talk about some coaching stuff that he thinks everyone cares about. It's a couple things that I find interesting. <laughs> uh, to be fair, one of them is really interesting, but it's that Forty ers move again. I didn't want to do all the I didn't want to do all the leg work. Yeah, but then the when we sign Antonio OCs Brown, everybody be happy about it. Be cool. Sure, if you say so. All right, so we've got uh, two games to talk about. Let's uh, let's get to it, shall we? You were early with your finger. I was a little. Have you ever heard the deep dive before? I have. I created the deep dive. Game one. You merely live in it. I created it. First game. First game. (laughs) I was born in the deep dive. (laughs) I was born in the deep dive. Why was he so British? Why was that British Bane? We're not doing this. Is British Bane intimidating? You want to have this conversation? We'll do it over on Just Another Movie (laughs) Show. Oh, I'm so in. British Bane next Just Another Movie Show. Get Uh, in on it. I don't know about that. I'm going to wear your mask. I'm going to wear your mask the whole time. Do you have a Bane? You know the British Bane mask? Those little like mouthpieces, they don't match up right because all the Britons have bad teeth. So they're just all jaggedy. Now we got to edit this for our British fans. <laughs> yeah, there's so many of them over there criticizing our football. They're still mad that we're not talking about the Jaguars. It's probably And true. that we touched the scepter and that we showed live footage of Parliament. Huh. Those uh. things. <laughs> <laughs> First game on Sunday, Rams at Saints. The Saints are three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, as we've, we've, sort of, yeah. we've sort of talked about, this is a week nine rematch. The Saints won this one. Uh, back in week nine, they won 45-35. This game was in New Orleans, so same location. Uh, what uh, What do you guys think? To clarify, in case anyone called me on it, I don't think anybody did, but I realized my mistake, so I'm going to bring it back up. It was not one on a last-minute drive. The Saints still had the lead at that point, their previous matchup. That last big touchdown just kind of sealed it for yeah, them. Yeah, it put it out of reach put a bow on it. for the Rams. The big difference here in this game Healthy Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson. Two legit backs. So, uh, and, and previously, most of the season, honestly, it was Todd Gurley is the offense. That's you know, it. Maybe you'll get some passing game, too, but it's Todd Gurley. The, the backups were, were actually pretty good, but they were, st- they were young. The backups, backups were getting a lot of time because Gurley was just putting up so many points early that they were able to kind of but none of them sit none of them looked as good in any of their games as CJ uh, Anderson has looked for the yeah. last few games here. So. You almost said CJ 2K, didn't you? 
I almost said C.J. Kelly, which I don't know. Is a, that's not a person. Is that a person? John John Kelly is one of the backup running backs. On Somewhere the so. in like Alabama, there's a C.J. Kelly listening right now that is super mad Smash that, that you like just button. said that wasn't a person. It's not a person I know. So, uh, <laughs> But now having that legit backup to to Todd Gurley or as we talked about, kind of, they're kind it, of two-headed yeah, monsters. I don't even want to call it a backup. It's, yeah. Okay, so fuck, one of these guys is going to come yeah, barreling they're, at they're, us. They're basically just switch-ups for the other. You know, fresh le- Both of them get to have fresh legs all the time. Both of them are extremely productive behind a great offensive line, a very good offense. It's able to move the sticks with a number of guys if, when they need them. Uh, Josh Reynolds, Robert Woods, who is, is – Troy Aikman caught some flack for saying probably the best wide receiver in football. I'm going to have to agree with the flack givers. Uh, however – Robert Woods is the difference is, is better than he's he not a household name. He's not yeah. a he's not a the star. He should be that he his, should be. He deserves his, credit. And when we talked to uh, who did we talk to where I mentioned uh, they were worried about playing the Rams and trying to cover uh, all these other receivers, I'm like, well, uh, you you yeah. failed to miss and mention their best receiver. It was John or Seahawks fan. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, uh, by the way, you didn't realize yeah. that the best one that they've got is Robert Woods. Yeah. And yeah, I saw a lot of that. Casey, Casey was bringing that up early. I will give him the credit for that. Yeah, yeah, he's their number one. You were bringing that up early in the season, like week four. He moves the chains. Probably preseason. Fantasy drafts. Come on, guys. Yeah. I drafted moves, Robert Woods in a lot anyway, of leagues. Anyway, he yeah. moves the chains. And this was his first year. I believe that he was over 1,000 yards. Well, I mean, if Cooper Cup was still in, I probably would lean to him yeah. as far as I, best receiver on the team. I don't know. But they have a number of options, and their tight ends are getting a little bit more involved. Uh, Tyler Higbee and Gerald yeah, Everett which are getting a little bit more involved. Which is something this team was not doing. Yep. Throughout the regular season, definitely not in this first matchup. For whatever reason, they just never realized, oh, you guys can catch too. Yep. Like Sean McVay forgot that like the tight end position. It's, like, it's oh, not you don't have to, de- you don't have to declare as an eligible receiver. We can just throw you the football and design patterns. All right, let's do it. The, things that, the thing that the Rams didn't have in the last game, any sacks. Zero sacks. Uh, you know, maybe Drew Brees was hurried. Uh, yeah, what? That, that's nothing. Some hits, hurries, whatever. It's fine. Zero sacks. So, and that's what Philly got away from doing in this. They were not putish, putting any pressure. Well, they lost Fletcher Cox. They did. So Fletcher Cox, but even when even when he was the in, game. they were dropping seven in coverage and only rushing four. But you're giving that amount of time. If you're not getting there instantly with those guys, which the Rams might be able to do with their front four, but if you're not getting there instantly, one of these playmakers on the Saints offense are going to get open and Breeze will find him if you give him any any wiggle room. Uh you say one of really there's just one. Just the one Michael Thomas. We got two Michael Michael two. Thomas is really you the you only don't think, one. You don't think Kamara is just Sitting there waiting for the little dump out that he's going to turn into twenty yards. He didn't do a lot actually uh, against the Eagles. Yeah, I mean he, he kind of iced it away with a good run. Wait, I might have been the. I, I don't know. He didn't do a ton. Yeah, he hasn't actually since halfway through the season. Really, I mean since, since this game, yeah, he hasn't been uh, that big of a threat, and and that's fine. Maybe maybe keeping some fresh legs on him. I mean, he could absolutely tear this Rams team apart. So. Um, I, I do think that the Rams will absolutely have to have a solution for Michael Thomas, whether that's Marcus Peters, whether that's Aqib Tlaib, some sort of uh, bracket coverage. They got Mark Barron as a linebacker who used to be a safety, so maybe he can do a little bit of that. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner, I mean, they, they have options there. It's just that they'll have to figure something out. I, I do trust Wade Phillips to do it. However, this this defense will need help. They'll they'll need help from the the front line, the uh, the defensive line. Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue. Here's the thing: with as much as I tout Aaron Donald being MVP, and I would love to see it happen, he hasn't racked. I mean, he's racked up sacks, but it just doesn't seem to be the dominating sacks in the crucial games where you need him to get there. Yeah, he'll have like four sacks in a game against like San Francisco or something. Yeah. But then, like the games where you need him to make that kind of pressure, he doesn't get there. But oh, like even, this game last, yeah, last time, just creating that presence and making Drew Brees rush a little bit is still kind of a win for them. Yeah. And uh, Fez mentioned how you double team Donald. Well, then that just opens the floodgates opens, for opens. anyone else on that team. And we've seen Donald beat. So many double teams. Dude's just a stud. Yeah, There's no good. other way to put it. Yeah, he's that good. Uh, something that is different, So, and your wife pointed out when we talked to her last week, uh, that 
uh, she's a Rams fan. If anyone is just tuning Katie. in now, yeah, not, Katie, yeah, Katie, yeah. We give, we'll give her a name this yeah, time, okay. well, this week, will. this episode. Uh, so she pointed out that, uh, very astutely that the last three, four weeks, uh, the the Rams' offense was kind of meandering, not as great, just kind of running the ball, and the defense kept them in. So the defense has the confidence now. They are playing much better than they were at the beginning of the year or around the time that these guys played week nine, I think it it was. So they're in a much better position now on the defensive side. Plus their offense is now clicking with the two running backs with uh, some of the younger guys that are in here uh, in the offense a little bit better now or or understanding it a little bit better. Plus Sean McVay is just getting better every week at calling plays. And with that two-headed running back monster – now, what the teams were able to do towards the end of the regular season, when Gurley was out, they were able to send that pressure, which threw Jared Goff off his game. Yep. Now, they're not going to be blitzing as much, knowing that this team can run all over you. Right. So it changes the defensive game plan, which opens up Sean McVay's offense, allows Jared Goff that extra second or two to get comfortable back there and make these throws. Jared Goff is, I'm going to equate it to Tom Brady as far as you get a little bit of pressure and the wheels fall off. Sure. To a, a much more exaggerated extent for Goff, like did not look good in the face of pressure. Guy was making bad throws. That Bears game in particular, just yes. terrible performance. Yeah. And and the Saints defense is good at rushing the ball. They have uh, Cam Jordan is one of the best in the game. Uh, they have, uh, Fez pointed out some other guys, uh, Patrick on Un- Un- I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Onayada. Wow, one that stumped Ryan. Yeah, Yeah, you're our go-to for that, uh, Marcus Davenport, the rookie there. They they have some good pass rush there, but they have an excellent secondary. Marshawn Lattimore leading the way. Von Bell as well in there. Von Bell basically took Ertz out of this game uh, last week against the Eagles. The thing uh, with the Rams being able to run the ball this good is, for my money, there's probably not a better team at running the play action. Than the Rams. Oh, yeah. Maybe well, the, the Saints are close. It helps when you have the best running back in the league. This is also true. C.J. Anderson's a beast. Oh. He's a big boy. He, I didn't he, feel good about that he, joke. Uh, he, he says he's a, uh, got a fat like fat dad runner, basically. Fat dad he, runner. He calls himself yeah. fat. And, you know, he's a great follow on Twitter. He's a funny guy. He, but he as good as – like, like I had mentioned that having the good running backs kind of changes the way you rush the quarterback – and then now you have to account for that play action that you know they're going to throw at and run a little bit of an option. The Rams don't seem to run a whole lot of option plays. Uh, Goff isn't that type of quarterback, so you don't have to worry about that to an extent. But the thing is, if you run a little bit of a fake, and we've seen the Rams do this a lot, run the fake handoff to Todd Gurley, and then he just happens to slip the coverage, and then you get the ball to him. You know. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's lights out. It's he's gone. He's done. Yeah, they uh, they certainly know how to utilize their weapons. That's Sean McVay and Jared Goff does an excellent job of running Sean McVay's offense. Yes. So um, they pointed out almost every week that they line up quickly to the line, so that way Sean McVay and Jared Goff, while the t- while the time permits, and I will talk about it. I like that strategy not only for the. As, they have the longest time because, like, what is it? When the play clock hits 15, 15 yeah. the radio's cut and the head coach can no longer communicate with the quarterback. But if you rush to the line and then kind of stand there and drop back to wait yeah. your play, you're already seeing where the defense is located. So then you can kind of play there. So they're very good at that. Um, I don't want to gush all over the Rams too much because we still have to talk about the Saints and what this team can do on offense and Man, they're good. They they are Absolutely. good on offense. Despite me being a little bit taken back and losing a little bit of faith in this team for only putting up 20 points. Like you said, it was enough to win, and they did what they needed to after going down 14 nothing. Um, can't discredit that comeback. But for what this team can be and has been, like I said, only putting up 20 yeah. in your house – Against the Eagles, who are exposable in the secondary, just didn't seem dominant to me. Didn't seem frightening. Yeah, and this seemed, definitely seemed to be the biggest home field advantage of the weekend. It was certainly loud on the field. There were times where 
Uh, you could tell that the Eagles' offense, Nick Foles, couldn't couldn't hear or couldn't they couldn't get kind of right plays off. So uh, definitely a huge home field advantage. I think having a kind of come from behind, it was a, a gutty win versus the Eagles. Uh, will just I don't know. It, they will it'll just get this crowd that much more hyped and that much more jacked for this game. And this is a huge game. This NC Championship winner goes to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that the expectations for the Saints are so high, especially after last year where they just missed it. This year where they, they instead of getting... They're one step further than yeah, they were last year. One step closer to the edge. Uh, so I, I do think that the the fans are in it that much more. Um, I don't know. I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. This is, I am excited for this game. I think it's going to be a tremendous battle, fun to watch. My big thing here is we talk about this home field advantage and you saw how quickly that crowd kind of died out yeah, once they, were, they were down. Once they were down 14 nothing, that crowd kind of they, were back? they they kind of faltered. You know what's a great way to take a crowd out of a game? Long extended drives. And that's what this Rams team does. Yeah. So if they get the ball first and they go on a 10 11 play drive that just drags on and on and on. By the time that offense gets the the ball or the or the New Orleans Saints team gets the ball, that that audience they're still going to be hyped, but there's a yeah. little already a little deflated and they haven't even seen their offense on the field yet. Every third down you convert, especially in in one long drive, every third down you convert is just like a little bit a little deeper, more a out little yeah, of yeah. it just it crushes the soul a little bit. So um you ready? Uh, you guys ready to pick it? I've been ready, guys. You ready to pick it? I'm so, sorry. I'm over it, here. I'm multitasking. He's multitasking. So. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. He likes to let us just go. I, I've, I've been – it's good conversation. If you guys get off the rails, I was over here ready to, to I, throw I, a wrench in it. Uh, but it was good stuff. I appreciate I said, it. I said it, you know, maybe on the Wednesday show a little bit in the interviews as well. So the Rams were the team that impressed me the most coming out of this weekend, and the Saints were the team that I was most disappoint, disappointed with. I think that means something. I don't know what, but it does mean that I will pick the Rams to win this game. I'm going to say they win it 28-21. to 21. I am sticking with my preseason Super Bowl pick. I can't pick against it at this point. I, I'm, I'm running it this long. One step closer. As, yeah. I, as you were kind of doing as well, you picked the Saints to win it all. I picked the Saints to win it all. So either way. So it's a, it's a matchup between us here. This could uh, make or, I mean, obviously going to make or break one of ours. It's true. Uh, they can't both go. Previously, in November when this team played, the final score was uh, the Rams 35, the Saints 45. Mm-hmm. Sure was. I am flipping the script here. I am taking the Rams 45, Saints 35. Ryan, can you give me yours one more time? Yeah, I said Rams 28, Saints 21. Hmm. Okay. Does kind of take out the kicking game. That would be uh, no field goals, but yeah, well, whatever. Long drives, touchdowns. All right. Well, I am. Uh, I guess again going to be the dissenting voice. That's fine. Uh, I guess I, I will agree with our uh, our super fans though here. Um, I, I can't go away from my my one prediction that I've had uh, held true so far this season. I'm going to stick with the Saints to make the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm taking the Saints 35-28. So, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, we're right in there. We're, we're not all not too far apart. So. Yeah, I actually got a good good swath there, but we're all pretty close. So, um, I think either these teams will be fun to watch in the Super Bowl. Either of these teams will be uh, enjoyable against the whatever team comes from the AFC. I, I just think we have four great teams left. We do. And this is the first time in the Super Bowl era. Let's not. Uh, yeah. Glad that you mentioned that, and it reminded me to bring this point up. First time in the Super Bowl era that the top four offenses. I didn't mean to mention that. Have been in these championship matchups. This is never. When I saw the stat, I'm like, oh yeah, of course the top four off. And then and then saw another post that had said, no, this is the first time in the Super Bowl era that this has ever happened. And went, oh wow, so this is special. This is something unique. Also uh, happens to be the probably the four best coaches in football. I mean, it's a little debatable, but 
Yeah. I mean, an argument could be made. I, I could. Uh, an argument them. could be made. I'm not going to rank them. Don't let me rank them. But I don't know. I, I couldn't think of a fifth head coach that I want to throw in there yeah. that's not as good as these guys. Right. So I, I, I just think that um, NFL kind of shook, shook out the way that it should, right? Uh, these are both the, the one and two seeds from their respective uh, conferences, right? So, Where's our uh, – uh, you guys keep talking. I'm going to try and find it. What are you looking for? Our when we did our power rankings. Oh God! Oh, that's a little oh, way God. way back when. I had I had Chiefs and I had Saints and I had all four of these teams in my top. Five. Exactly oh. when we we did our top five or our week five was our first initial power ranking and all of these teams made my top five. So yeah. like you, like you so. saying like you saying the NFL shook out the way it kind of should or we thought it yeah. would. I, it honestly, like no, no real surprises here. I, I guess the Patriots are the most surprising team, and they limped left. in my top five. Yeah. So, so I, I, based I on the names, go back and listen to that week five preview. I'm pretty sure uh, I made the joke of saying that I just they're the Patriots, so I have so to put the, them the here. Patriots, and here they are. It's and I believe I had them. I'm not digging it all up. I've, I've got more important things to do. No, I have candy. my. Impressive stat that I came Ooh, up with I, I, all on my own. All on your that own. I really like mentioned it to these guys uh, before we started recording, and uh, I, I said that I thought it was dumb. And uh, blew my mind. Ryan Ryan seemed very interesting, and it blew very interested, and it blew his mind. So I'll throw it out on air. All four of these teams, two names in the city. Yeah, that is weird. There are only by my count ten teams in the league. So to put all four of them in a, in in the championship matchups. That's uh, a thing. It's odd. It's a thing. Well, it's technically, New sure. England's not a city. It's a territory. It's fine. Two names. Two names in the in the location of the team name. You're you're nitpicking here, Jim. You're picking nits. You said city. I said first off, there's New, no New England city. I'm New, probably I New England. Knew what somewhere. I meant. I, I did. It's a region, and they have the best chowder. The chowder. Chowder. So, funny story about chowder. Oh, my God. There's no funny time. stories about chowder. No. My wife, who listens to the show, Rams fan Katie, texted me last Friday and goes, hey, by the way, I made you chowder. And I went, what the fuck are you talking about? And then she goes, do you even know what you talk about on the show? And I go, you know what? Sometimes I just got on tangents. I assume I was talking about the Patriots and doing some terrible Boston accent. She goes, yeah, totally. Exactly. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, we, we did That's talk fine. too much about chowder, yeah, which, a lot about which chowder. maybe is a good reason that the right. Patriots should get bound. Okay. That's why yeah, so we don't ever have to talk about chowder again. So we're talking about Casey Rams. We hit them ribs. Oh. It's chili. What? Kansas City what? chili is Kansas City, Kansas City chili is good. Kansas City burnt ends. It's a burnt end. They invented the burnt ends. Actually, I would say, you know what? Maybe don't don't uh, stake your reputation on a food that you burnt. I don't Hang know. on. I don't that know. could be a good off season. The best football cities with the best food. That's a, a good fair, off season. It's a fair conversation. Yeah, what well, it's going to have to It's the current some... season. It's the postseason right so, now. We are still talking football. Because we right. have time. We only got two games. You to are allowing this, Casey. Patriots at Chiefs, the AFC Championship side of things. The first uh, first conference championship game to be played at Arrowhead in its history. The Chiefs at home, favored by three. So pretty much calling this a wash. That's I'm a push. sick of the. Um, Patriots are the underdog for the. It's it's basically a wash. They're telling me this is a this okay. game is a wash. If you listen to Tom Brady, this whole this team has been counted out all year. No one had any faith in the Saints, so they're the underdogs. Break out the. You said the Saints. Did I say the Patriots? That's Whatever. a Freudian slip right Whatever. there. This, this team is is so underrated and underappreciated. And everyone's written them off. That's not the case, Tom. Everyone says you're the fucking Patriots. We have uncanny amounts of yeah, faith. Yeah, clearly like, Tom Brady needs to get on this show. And go back to the week five episode when I said I'm putting my top five because they're the fucking Patriots. I said the same thing. I mean, yeah. it's no you one. You can't credit them out. No one counted this team out. No, you play the Jets, the fucking Bills, and the Dolphins twice yeah. a year. And yeah. guess what? You fucked up a couple of those. So that's on you. That's not us counting you out. That's you counting yourselves out. Don't buy into the Tom Brady, the Patriots are the underdogs. Tom Brady is like a top dog. He's one of those, those like prissy dogs that go to the dog You know what Tom Brady dogs. is? Tom Brady is Nickelback singing a song about wanting to be a rock star when you're already a rock when star. you're already a rock star. You got that song in the, the Spider-Man movie. So I think this is a good point. <laughs> this is, uh, this, this is uh, going to be a good game. It's uh, 
obviously a rematch. So both these both these championship games are rematches. This last one came down to a literal last second field goal. That one just happened to be in a place where the Patriots are eight and zero this year. This one not so much. No, this one is at Arrowhead. At we we all. talked about it with Tyler, our our uh, uh, our Chiefs fan. So I don't want I won't go into it too far here, but weather is not going to be great. Tom Brady does not have a good record at Arrowhead. I think he's one in five, maybe. Yeah. He said one in ten. Uh, I think it was. I think it's one I in five. He said one in ten. He also got benched once. Uh, the last time. Yeah, he did. Um, he also got. Was this the game that was in an Arrowhead when they took him out for the year, or was that? Oh, yeah, against yeah, and technically that one counts. Yes, yeah, so he didn't even finish two of those games. Well, he didn't get benched on that one. He got uh, carted off. So, uh, and, and the last time that the the Patriots have played a playoff game away from home is 2006. 12 years ago, they played in San Diego against the Chargers, beat the Chargers, uh, but they're, they're not used to playoff games. No, that's home. not true. Is it? Maybe it was the last time Tom Brady did. No, because there's the uh, stat that the only time Brady's lost a championship game away from home was to He's Peyton Manning. playoff game, so divisional round counts as a playoff game. Oh, okay. Point yeah. to... Oh, those were divisional matchups. There you go. Okay, yeah. we're good. It's been a while. Either way, it's been it's not, a while. It's not something they do very often. It's been can, a while. Patriots aren't accustomed to... We can all to, agree on that point. Yeah. Patriots aren't good away from home. And they haven't they're, been and this season. Doing, and, yeah. I think is, is the larger the point. Thing, okay. I hate looking at history because those players aren't... I mean, some of them are, but you go far enough back in history and some of those players aren't on the field and it really... It isn't, it isn't a huge thing, um, but take it as far as this season and New England's been just... Terrible. Yeah. They okay, lost cool. the Lions. They lost. Here's where I want to stop you before this gets too far. Every oh, time, too far. every time we say New England has been bad at this, mm-hmm. they come right back and look really good at what we just said they were bad at. Every time you try to discredit this team for whatever reason, they're right back in it. They're right back there, which is why I, it's like the dog that you ran over twice with your car. Wow. Why are you running dogs, dogs over with your car? No, no, first off, never run over dogs You hit it on car. accident. I need you to say that this is a metaphor. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Reasons. It's a metaphor for legal reasons. So you hit it once, and you heard a bump, and you didn't know what happened. So you back it up, and then you hit it again on the second time, and then you realize it's still alive, and you're trying to do the right thing to I put it down. I don't like where this is going. But it just keeps coming back, and that's what the Patriots are. They are Frankenstein dog at this point. They just keep coming back. Well, I'm doing a terrible job about talking about it's, killing dogs, but I'm going to do a guest spot on a dog podcast this week. It's a bad. I hope they don't listen to this. Don't listen to this though. show. They don't. I feel like you're forcing dog dog, dog metaphor. Bad, bad analogy. Let's rephrase this a little bit here. It's a good idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, you can't kill him. You can't kill him. You can't count him for dead. My thought, though, is a, it's either a coincidence that they just happen to lose five games on the road and only win three of those games. This is all Belichick just setting it up. Or it, it, so it's Stop. either coincidence or it means something. Those, those are the two options. I think it fucking is means that the something. Theme today, those are the two options. You get two options. It's Ryan's theme today. Two There's options are: what, this team's gonna win, or is it's it gonna. A, it's a oh. coincidence. It's not a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences generally. So, Generally. <laughs> well, sometimes you do. It depends. Uh, but that I think it's important. Okay, I okay. Think it, Ryan's I think talking it, about the times he's got laid wearing the same T-shirt. That's cool. That's a coincidence. Those are good shirts. And yeah, exactly, that's, that's a, a shirt. shirt he puts on. It's his going out shirt. <laughs> Chicks love that cat shirt. Uh, so I, I, it, it has to mean something. And this game obviously is in Kansas City. Yes, uh, which has. Probably the biggest this team, se- maybe second biggest home field advantage. Biggest, according to Guinness, biggest, loudest. No, reset it. I I liked. I laughed so hard when I saw multiple posts the moment this game was announced. What's that? Did you see more than one? I did. I see. I, I saw. I saw quite a few. That's one was KC going. Hey, someone call Guinness and get them involved in this. The second post I saw, you know, was I think, I think the he last beer. No, no, no. Oh, no. It was Guinness, Guinness Book of World Records. The sure. second post I saw was the last time that the Chiefs invited Guinness was when Brady got pinched. Monday Nighter against so the So I Pats. went, oh, man. So, yeah, they really should. Coincidence? Out here. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. I think it means something. <laughs> uh, I, no, I. Everyone thought the Colts were going to play good last week. Thought it was going to be a close matchup. 
A couple of you took the Colts, right? I took Kansas City. Okay, Casey took the Colts. The only one took Colts. Okay. But uh, play the jinx. They went right into a juggernaut, a bandsaw, if you will, at home with as raucous as this crowd was. Got this. I fully believe that you, Casey, attributed to the defense's abilities in this game. Yeah, I mean, we were yelling. It's yeah, a thing. and our Chiefs fan Tyler was there. Yeah, yeah. I would say Alexis, but I don't she, think she contributed. She did not much. contribute. Nope, nope. I'm still mad that we didn't get the video of you sneaking her beer out of her hand to take a drink. Oh, and I absolutely drank that whole beer. Yeah, but I wanted to see it. I wanted to see <laughs> yeah, the proof, no, the right. evidence. Yeah, but it got a waste. I but, paid for it. Well, she paid for it. That's but is that going to affect a Bill Belichick team? Well, is it? They're three and five on the road. It's <laughs> a fair cool. Point. That's it's the a, regular season. It, it affected them five times this year. Cool. Regular season out the window. I don't attribute any of that to what this team's going to be coming in. I tried to last week and it blew up in my face. It very much did. That's that's my concern. Is we had written this Patriots team. I, I guess not off. Ooh. You took the Patriots to win that game. Yes. Um. So we we didn't all write them off. But Chargers gonna charge her. We uh. That's and that I think that's more this. That maybe that's more the story. Maybe that's coincidence or or something more. But <laughs> <laughs> it's the theme. But um. I guess, the man. the Patriots looked like a uh, a un- Super Bowl caliber team last week. Absolutely. And that's terrifying to me. <laughs> and annoying to everyone. Yeah. Everyone outside of New England. Yeah. Uh, also true. And Matt Damon. But he's but, in LA now. He's not yeah, outside of New England. I, I do believe that obviously this this Patriots team is very good at changing their game plan per game. Uh, and, and basically changing what this team looks like at a whim. They can do it at, at, and per quarter, per drive, per half. They can basically change what they do to best get results against your defense. That means that Bob Sutton, defense coordinator for the Chiefs, is also going to have to do that to prevent them from getting the uh, – whatever. He's going to have to do a good job. If you ask Kansas City fans, he rarely does a good job. He has one one of the worst defenses in the league, if not the worst. Didn't uh, look like it last week. But they looked like monsters last week. And here is why. We've talked about it. We said it a hundred times. Pass rush. They had good pass rush. They had amazing pass rush. Chris Jones up the middle. D Ford and Derek Johnson off the edge. Not Derek Johnson. <laughs> Justin Houston. Justin Houston. Justin Houston. Derek, Derek Johnson's busy covering Hunter Henry right now. Yes, so. he sure is. They were able to affect this in ways that gave their secondary tons of help. Yes. And I'm one to believe that Eric Berry will be available in this game yes. based on some some moves they made earlier in the week, which is massive. It's huge. It's huge and massive. It's hugely massive. <laughs> hugely massive. <laughs> Bigly like it. big. It's big. Uh, because not only for his ability, obviously he's a very ex- he's an excellent football player, but he's smarter than he is athletic. Which means that he can see this up. And, and times that he's played the Patriots in the past, he has had huge effect. You can almost effect. see the play before it happens. Yes, to, a, to an extent. And if, if he's even covering someone for an extra one second on a play, that lets the, that lets the, off, the defensive line get there. That lets the pass rush get there. Even if you don't affect that play as a, as a uh, 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 defensive lineman, if you hit Tom Brady... He's going to start reacting. If you hit him enough, he's going to start reacting. Everyone has a you point don't even have to hit him. Out. You just get close to Brady. Well, don't get too close, or else he will ask the referee for penalty. Exactly. Uh, which is what cost him the game last time. There was a Breland speaks uh, should be ta- should be sacked that Breland speaks backed off of because of blah blah blah. Sure, we yeah. all sort of yeah. forget about that. That's we, true. Yeah, that did happen. Don't forget about it. Here's my thing: to play off of everything you just said, Ryan. So if you bring the pressure, bring the pain. Bring the pain to Tom Brady. Peels the top off that he could hit your deep threat. Who is the Patriots' deep threat? Uh, Philip Dorsett is extremely oh, fast. Oh, get out of here. They don't have one. Philip Dorsett is extremely fast. And Brady doesn't like him. He threw he, him a touchdown last week. And then he, after that, missed a catch, and Brady didn't fucking go back to him. Ever. Brady doesn't like the guy. They don't like to throw the ball deep. This New England Patriots team is not built to throw the ball deep. So that's why Kansas City should be not afraid to get to 
Tom Brady. This team last week was so effective at doing these little dunk and dink passes. None of them were over 10 yards. They're hitting Edelman. They're hitting White. They're hitting Sonny Michelle on all these little bitty screen passes, basically. Yeah, flares, whatever. Yeah. And they were breaking tackles and getting open and creating opportunities and doing stuff like that. Kansas City, stick to your fucking guns coming to this game. You know how to beat Tom Brady. And it's no mystery. It's no mystery. Generally, they have the to formula, leg up over the, the formula has been written in stone for a decade now on how to beat this Patriots team. But so many teams are so afraid to commit to doing it. I think it takes perfect execution. It does. Perfect, not everyone can do that. But what the Chargers But when you've did, got an offense that can score at will. You are exactly right. Then so, you don't have to be worried about giving up that big play. To what, try and what the get Chargers there. did, what the Chargers did, they were so afraid of the home run that they allowed everyone to get on base. Exactly, that's baseball metaphor. Yeah, they loaded the bases and just continued just to allow get, them get to the hit right. that. Continue to walk them every time, one every in. time, yeah. every time. And they were so afraid of getting beat on the defense. Ryan is hitting all the baseball metaphors this week. Well, they're better than dead, dead dog murdering metaphors. So First off, it was an accident, and then you tried to do the right thing. He really got lost in that metaphor. And the dog know. lived the, if you didn't pay attention to it. The third time when you're going to put him out of his misery, that's murder, my friend. <laughs> the dog lives, though. It lives. It comes back to be the New England Patriots, so it's the best dog. Anywho, if you want to go boxing, they're afraid of the knockout punch. They let a million rib shots. The, the Chargers were too afraid to get beat by the Patriots that they let the Patriots beat slowly them. beat the shit yeah. out of them. I don't think that Kansas City lets them do that. No. I, I don't know how. You play a little bit of man. I say the question is how. That's, you play a little that's bit of man. My, and you're, you're right. I just told you how. When you have faith in your offense to score points at will. Yeah. No, and that you're, you're right about that. When the, you're one-on-one. The, the concern is, you, as you point out, it's the same thing they did with the Chargers. They... Have the the dink and dunk the, the short pass. If they're, they're doing that, if that's part plays. of the game plan based on the film, you're not going to have cool. a whole lot of time to get to the quarterback. Yeah, but if you hit Brady on two out of five of those dink and dunks, and you're in his head, and that's that's fine. But I, I think you don't I don't, even, I don't, you don't know that to, there's going to be a lot of time to get to the quarterback. You don't have to sack Tom Brady, but if you come yeah. clean and hit him, even if he completes it for a five yard gain. You're in his head. You're the, fucking with him. The short pass uh, offense also is predicated on guys being exactly where they're supposed to be when he hits his back foot. So can then you it. play we, we bump it. and run coverage. Yeah, you get exactly. these guys out of their formations, off their routes. We saw it against the Chargers where there was a few times where he threw it to a spot that Julian Edelman was supposed to be. And Julian Edelman, for one reason or the other, was not was there. there. A couple of them. One of them, uh, listening to the broadcast on the way home, would have been a Desmond King pick six if yeah. he was looking. If he was looking for the ball, he was too concerned with making sure Edelman didn't get an extra yard as opposed to trying to catch that. I want to see Kansas City come out big dick swinging and smacking everything that gets in front of them. Yeah, I I think their defense, if they want to win, they have to play with reckless abandon. Which is what they did against the Colts. I mean, they they looked very good at it. And not, I, not quite the same level. I think the mentality is there, though. That's they need to play with that same mentality. I've seen it one week. I, I tend to agree with you when when it comes to that, and and the point that you make on okay, so you go after him, you give up the long ball. Okay, so you turn around and score. Yeah. My my slight concern with that is this potential for weather, which completely fucks with the whole the whole thing. I think I don't. It depends on what the weather is. I I don't think cold is really going to affect no. these two quarterbacks. I, I really nope. don't. I We've think s- Patrick Mahomes has the arm to still throw the ball down the field in the cold. He's going to be able to sling the we'll, the rock yeah. for uh, you know an almost literal term. It's, it's we'll going to be as hard there as a rock when we recover and go back to look at our four score last week. But I thought weather would be a huge aspect yeah. in this game, so I picked a low scoring affair. And then I see the Chiefs just coming out doing what they're doing. Yeah, I mean and it's and it's it's very it doesn't possible. Patrick Mahomes um, it doesn't seem to affect this offense. I th- I think you you might be looking at a shootout here, uh, all said and done. Yeah. If you can if you can take the the Patriots off of off of the game plan of of keeping Mahomes off the field, because I honestly believe, as we've pointed out time and time again, the 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 thing that the Patriots do is take away your best weapon, and honestly, the best way for them to take away Patrick Mahomes is to keep him off the field. That's run, then, dink, and dunk passes. That's yes. 
That's long drives. That's telling Patrick Mahomes, you can't fuck up. You have to come out here on the, as we, same thing we talked about last week, on the five or six times you're going to have the ball. You have to score every time, and you're not putting it through the uprights. You have to score a touchdown. There's no stalling in the red zone because we are going to score on you. I, I think that's where we're sitting with this game. And unfortunately, I do think it's going to come down to one of those final possession type situations, I agree which terrifies with you. me. But, and I still continue to argue the fact that this Chiefs team can score so quickly and at will, there really is no taking this offense out of the game. So it took you 11 minutes to march on the field, score a touchdown. Kansas City comes back and does it in a minute and a half. Did it really work out for you? On that is the problem. I think they can and will do it. I think when they start assuming that they can do that or that they they have to do that is when okay. you when he loses what look at the end of the Rams game That's he had true. the shot twice yeah if if they can score at will and go down in a minute and some change Mahomes should have scored twice and let, he threw let me, two let me, picks. Re, let me rephrase it it's not knowing that they can do that so they rely on that it's just the fact that they can yeah. do it I'm not saying rely on that fact but say you give and them to be fair we really up. didn't see that last week yeah. we didn't see those quick Quick didn't score drives. Didn't have to. Uh, and I'm hoping they don't have to this time. We we shall see how it goes down. I'm I'm, I'm obviously concerned, but anyone who listens to this show understands that of that's course normal are. for me. So Your team's in it at this it's point. Whatever. It's whatever. I'd be worried as fuck. Uh, I appreciate that at least. So uh, My liver feels you. I'm here with you. Are we doing this? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll go first. Uh, I'm ready. Jam. So... This team played. These two teams played before. They right? sure did. Are you, it. Are you doing the same I'm, thing? I'm flipping the script. <laughs> New England won 43-40. They sure did. Last game. I am taking the Chiefs 43-40 this game. All right. You are, uh, you're you're going bold on these games, Jim. I, I can Final say you score, can yeah, but make some, uh, make some ground up be in a the four score. Yeah, I, I, I guess too. <laughs> I said I could see a world where it is. I'm... I. I got bit we'll in the ass there. thinking that this wouldn't be a shootout last week, and Kansas City's a border score. We'll, we'll recap so. it here after me yeah. and Ryan give our scores. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's going to be very cold. I think it's going to be between ten and negative ten. There's a there's a like possibility that. for it to be the coldest game ever played at Arrowhead, uh, right? I, be or right next to the one that I went to two years ago. I I don't think that really does affect the from what we saw last week. Does not seem there have been mul- there have Do actually you know where been else it's really cold a lot New England yeah there have been multiple studies as far as the the, the cold doesn't really affect the final score of games it affects how they get there but the score there. doesn't so much right. change which so I'm not letting that play into my score here I think the Chiefs have a a new attitude they had a good attitude they all season. seemed to that's they, factually did. correct and they, they had that swagger all season and then the defense walked out there and it kind of kind of deflated a little bit. Uh, they don't have to worry about that right now. A- after last week, they they look they look great. Uh, they look good secondary, good defensive line. Linebackers probably need some help, but whatever. I I like what I was able to see, and if they can stop James White from catching the ball fifteen times, if they can stop Julian Edelman from catching the ball ten times, then the Patriots don't have much else. Cordero Patterson maybe. Phil Dorsett, who I mentioned for the long balls. Chris Hogan has not done much all year. Gronk, virtually nothing all year. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're you're done. Rex Burkett, are you scared of Rex Burkett? I don't think so. So um, As a team who, prior to that last game, couldn't stop the run? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm just afraid of anyone that gets the ball handed to them. <laughs> I, I'm I'm taking Kansas City in here. And and maybe it's because I want to see that Rams-Chiefs uh, rematch. Everyone does. Everyone, everyone should. Uh Vince McMahon somewhere is screaming that that's the outcome because that's how he'd book it. Well, you, you, whatever. Uh, I think Kansas City, 38. New England, 30. 38-30. All right. So I'm going a little bit lower on the score here. I think I think these defenses are going to sort of show up a little bit. Um, what makes you think that? I don't. What, what made us think they were going to? I mean... I, I don't know. I guess the answer to your question is I don't know. But I, I see some turnovers here being the story to the game. And you guys know how this story ends as far as the podcast goes. I'm taking the Patriots 24-17 to 17 in the uh, the AFC Championship here. I will say both of my picks were a little bit 
more heart than head, which bit me in the ass. That's right. That's right. It took him so long to like hit that. He knew it was coming at some point. I will also tell everyone out there uh, that I I am absolutely going to do the the best reverse jinx hedge that I can, and I have every intention on putting a decent chunk of change on the Patriots' money line to win this game. So even if they win, I win too. (laughs) To a little bit of a... A win's a win. I don't know. I again. I think this is going to be just a fun game. I think we're going to have two really good games on Sunday. That, that's what I'm really hoping I hope for. And so looking God, I hope to. so because this weekend was such a letdown. I thought uh, it was a fun. Movie. For the most part, I think it was. It was. It was a letdown. <sighs> Tell me one of these games that was close outside of this Eagle Saints. At any point, I mean the that Dallas game was a. One score being, game there at the end. Of. Cool. Yeah. At any point watching that game, you didn't. But mm-hmm. listening yeah. to that game, yeah. at any point did you think, oh, the Cowboys are going to take this one? I thought there was a little bit of my machinations. Little, I thought it prior yeah. to. I took them. I yeah. thought there, there could no be. No point during that game that I go, you know what? The Rams are in trouble. I thought a little little bit of Goodell. They, allowed, it, they allowed two 100-yard rushers at no point in that game that I think that Dallas stood a chance. All right, Ryan. We're gonna flip it on over to you. Four score recap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't want to talk about it, so we don't uh, need to. Was you? Was you that bad? Was you worse than me? Uh, I felt like I was pretty <laughs> bad. Oh, Jim. It just these things just stop breaking for they, you. Correct. Get away from you. Just ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, I was close on a couple. Yeah, I you, know. It. Yeah, yeah, but you you just you went out on the the Chargers, Pats, and the Eagles, Saints. You were mm-hmm. you were off by a, a little chunk there. Yep. So uh, Ryan wins the four score this week. The last four score of the season. Is, it's a two Technical, score and yeah. a one score. And then a no score. And, well, Picking Pro Bowl score? No. No. Picking a Pro Bowl score. No, that's not a thing. I say we bet it. The If you bet the Pro Bowl, you have a problem. That's, that, is, that is a gambling uh, problem. Now if you win. That's, that's says the guys that will that same night be betting the Royal Rumble. That's a different thing. The dollar bets. No, 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 there's more money. That's, 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 it's more lotto <laughs> gambling is, yeah. than uh, actual. Lotto, like. yeah. So, uh, Ryan, at 55 points, wins the week. Uh, your worst game being that Chargers-Pats. You were off by 25, yeah. so almost half of your I didn't expect the total. Pats to score a whole shitload. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you had a, the total. I, we actually all had, uh, or we were all real close on the total on that one. That one really hurt all of us. Um, I fall in second place. See you over here all disappointed. You're still second with, place. With, uh, 64. And, uh, Jam, third place, 65. Oh, ah, 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 It's ah. a one-point edge on, ah. uh, on this one. Uh, this makes these last two weeks semi-important as, Not for uh, me. I believe Ryan's probably run away with the total overall score. He's ahead of me by just under 100 points. Oh, so I mean, I can come close to second place? It would be tough. That's what you're um, applying I mean, apply you're, you're only, I'm only up on you by about 60 points, so it's, right. it's a possibility. You need some games to go high this week based on I your picks. I picked both of them, yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, the overall uh, week wins as far as points go. Me and Ryan are now tied at seven, so that's the, the thing to watch on the, the home stretch here. Uh, jam at two, and oh, then the uh, the total wins and losses. Ryan, you pulled ahead a little further on me. You're up by two wins on me, and I'm up on two wins by Jam, thirty nine, thirty seven, and thirty five. I'm just the football knower, right? Did we pick this week the same? Me and you, we did, uh, didn't we? Yeah, oh, Rams, you picked Saints. Rams, oh, that that that, yeah. that Rams Saints game. Uh, so. Casey actually picked the Different opposite of us. Both than, no, he picked. Saints. Saints and you took the Saints you and the Saints. Patriots. I the Rams. Did you? Yeah, he yeah. took the Rams. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I separated myself from the pack on these ones. So both of them. We'll see how that goes. That could be a difference. It could be. We'll see. I'm uh, I'm hoping to fr- fall further into the loss column. To be completely honest with everyone, it's true. So uh, Ryan, you had some coaching things that you wanted to talk about. Little uh, OCDC. There's interesting a, a few, things a few out things there. That I, I felt like we would touch on these a little bit more when we do uh, some preview stuff, but he finds That's some so things interesting, so and uh, we had a little extra time. So, Ryan, go for it. Yeah, so Mike Clay on Twitter, Mike Clay NFL, uh, put out a good, it's just a little spreadsheet of 2019 coaching staffs, what they look like right now. Uh, I retweeted it from our Twitter. I also 
liked it. It's all over the place. So we'll, we'll try to get uh, out to you guys too. But yeah, I'll pull uh, it down and post it on the Facebook group. Yeah, just a couple of do it of, right now. It'll be there if you go look for it right now. It's there. Just a couple of interesting things here. Um, first off, you know, there's a lot of quote unquote failed head coaches that are now in offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator positions. Dirk Cotter's in there. Vance Joseph is the defensive coordinator now for Arizona, which means that Cliff Kingsbury is, is actually getting some veteran people on his staff, which was a concern. People were concerned that, you know, he didn't have any uh, network there in, in the coaching circles. And that seems to not be the case. Um, old, the old Buccaneers offensive coordinator, Todd Monken, uh, it was a hot name this year. He interviewed for a number of jobs. He ends up in Cleveland, so he'll be under Freddie Kitchens. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, the new head coach. Uh, Steve Wilkes, former Arizona Cardinals head coach, is now the defensive coordinator in Cleveland. So uh, all different there, but I do think it's a good uh, step up. Monken, uh, we saw what he was able to do with the Buccaneers this year. They set a franchise record for points scored. They were out there you know, slinging it around, throwing 400 points per game. And now he gets to work with Baker and Jarvis and Antonio Callaway. And That's I, huge. That, that is huge. That could be very big. And, and Freddie Kitchens is still going to be calling plays, which it's means weird. that the rapport like, he has with That with whole Baker's thing is – that whole Browns situation is interesting to me. We talked about yeah. it previously about how – Freddie Kitchens got the job, but wasn't offered. But this, at that time, was the replacement OC. So that, that whole that whole scenario is just mind boggling. I, I think they made the right choice with Freddie Kitchens. I think he has a good attitude. Obviously, he works well with Baker. Yeah, the offense that offense turned around exponentially with him People calling are, are the plays. Because uh, you know, Greg Williams wasn't out there calling plays for that offense. No, people are buying into the Freddie Kitchens show, and I think these two. Uh, hiring so Todd Monken has been a hot commodity for for offensive coordinator in this off season, and then Steve Wilkes, a respected defensive coordinator. Bringing both of those in in means that they're both buying into this as well, which is a good sign for the Browns. Uh, Green Bay has a new head coach, Matt Lafleur. We talked about him. We talked about how he's extended from Sean McVay's coaching tree. Um, Former IFL quarterback. Yeah, a, a bit of a surprise hire, maybe, but apparently Green Bay was. Green Bay was blown away by his interview, really like what he's doing. Uh, he was even able to bring in what I think is a very good name at offensive coordinator. He got Nathaniel Hackett. Everyone's going to laugh when I say this, but he's the former Jaguars offensive coordinator. He did a good job. Of, I did laugh really hard when I saw that hire. He did a good job of tailoring the offense to Blake Bortles through the, the uh, offseason. Just the, run the ball as much as you can. Here's, here's how you tailor an offense to Blake Bortles. Just Give it to Lurk. I think he was one of the one of Leonard the popular yeah. uh, offensive coordinator names, and for them to get this, I think it does set up well. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Clearly, Aaron Rodgers has some sort of uh, input in this. They're putting think, guys in that no won't argue with Aaron. That's fine. Why would you want someone that's gonna? Why would you hire someone just to argue with your star quarterback? I don't know. Sometimes the coach knows. More, no. Sometimes the coach knows better. No, uh, and they retain Mike Pettin as defensive coordinator. He was. Uh, I thought he was pretty good last year. A number of injuries to guys. Uh, we'll see what they're able to do. He was fine. Do. He was yeah, just he was fine. fine. He was fine. I'll using, give you that. using Ryan's link. Oh, no. There's, yeah. a, there's a good uh, difference between being good and being fine. And the last one I want to talk about is the uh, the Buccaneers. My Buccaneers obviously talked about Bruce Arians. They get Todd Bowles at defensive coordinator, too. But the one that interests Byron me, Leftwich at OC. Byron Leftwich at OC. So this is something we talked I didn't, about. I didn't, I didn't pitch it to you because I assumed you had, had seen it already. But I got kind of jacked for this and hire. I'm interested in this. So this is something that came up. Uh, it was week, I think, six for the Cardinals when they shit-canned Mike McCoy after that Thursday night game where they just got embarrassed by the Broncos. And Byron Leftwich was in. Now, were the Arizona Cardinals good for the rest of the year? No. Was their offense out there breaking records? Also, no. But uh, I do think that this is a, a good hire. It's a, a bright, young offensive coordinator. Maybe uh, he can relate well to Jameis. Maybe he can get this offense kind of going in, in the right direction. They were very good under Todd Monken. Like I said, they, they set a franchise record point scored. But this is infusing a little bit of youth into a team whose uh, head coach is old, defensive coordinator is pretty old, get a little bit of youth on the offensive side of the ball, which is kind of where you want to have it. So uh, I'm curious to see what Todd Bowles is able to do with that defense. Clearly that was the issue last year, uh, most of which I, I blame on poor drafting. Could have got Derwin James, went with Vita Vea, and yeah. 
So you were high on Via de Veda when I they was drafted fine it. Fine with it. I would have loved. Don't Derwin. don't try to backtrack I, on. I would have loved Derwin James. But you were still back. psyched about Via de Veda. Yeah, I would have preferred a safety. Yeah, uh, and, I like the yeah. I like the Todd Bowl hire there at uh, defense corner because if there was any strength to that Jets team, it was the defense. Yep. So uh, I I, uh, I appreciate that hire. I like the fact and. Like I had mentioned earlier this week when we talked about the the Rams and what they are doing, you take a former head coach and put him at the D.C. situation, and now you've got an offensive coordinator who's offensive-minded, doesn't have to worry about what the defense is doing, and then kind of separate, yeah. not get in, into each other's heads or overshadow one or the other. Just let them play ball. Yeah. Let, them, let them play ball. Let them coach the way they want to coach. You worry about what you're doing. I'll worry about what I'm doing, and we're just going to put out a good product on the field. Yeah, one last thing I want to point out. So Atlanta, they made a, a pickup. Uh, they hired a defense coordinator named Dan Quinn. Head coach is also named Dan Quinn. So watch out. Oh, it's, not the, same Dan it's Quinn? not the same Dan Quinn. I just assumed he got it's, fired and then replaced. Watch out when they talk about Dan Quinn. Wasn't Dan Quinn a, D, a DC at he one point, too? He was a DC for Seattle. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah, it's so, weird. Uh, Two different guys. It, does so, he have a goatee? Because it's the DC. He has a goatee. They're just, they're just cloning their head coach. All his head hair is on his face. No, no. The funny thing is, it's the same guy. He just puts on a fake mustache. Daniel. When, he, when he's going to call. Yeah. Oh, that's Dan. I'm Daniel. I'm Daniel. Yeah, don't get don't get the two of us confused. And don't do we want to talk a little bit about Kubiak? Or? I, I mean, know. it's weird. It's, it's weird. a weird situation. I, I, I can break it down a little bit. Give us the breakdown. Okay. So Kubiak, I, I believe we said it last week, just flat yes. said Gary Kubiak is going to be offensive coordinator in uh, Denver. Well, that's not the case. Because everyone thought that because he was, that was at that one, was right at on one point in line for uh, head coach or was head coach or in position and then health not, reasons. He not decided, quite a Josh McDaniels situation. Yeah. Right. No, it, no it, was, actually, it was health reasons he decided that he could no longer continue. Yeah, th- this one actually it broke a little oddly because uh, from what I can gather, the – uh, the Broncos wanted him to be offensive coordinator, but they're saying, hey, Vic Fangio will be the new head coach, and you guys will kind of have to get along. <laughs> Apparently, there was a meeting. It was Kubiak and Vic Fangio, and it was oil and water. These guys could not get along. Uh, Fangio started pushing for Mike Munchak to be brought in as the um, offensive line coach. Mike, Mike Munchak's one of the best offensive line names in the football league. Uh, so to hear to, – to be able to get him was a big coup, but – uh, Kubiak wanted his own guy, a guy he's worked for a long time. His name escapes me right now because clearly he's not—he's no Mike Munchak, am I right? So uh, that—that's when Kubiak kind of broke with them. Turns out Kubiak gets hired in Minnesota as a, assistant head coach slash offensive advisor, which basically sounds like a high school teacher who's like history teacher and football coach, but. Uh, it, Apparently, it's weird yeah. to me that you bring in Kubiak to be this offensive advisor, and then his son is signed on to be what quarterbacks coach. Quarterback's coach. And ne- nepotism then, runs deep, my and, friend. But then there's a third, there's a third from the Kubiak tree that's like. Uh, I think he got his offensive line coach. Uh, offensive line coach, which is it's a good thing. That's it's good, but you you bring in all these outside hires that are all connected. And, and then the guy that you made offensive coordinator after you fired the previous one, who was just kind of holding on to the job yep. till the end of the year, you you still give him the opportunity. Yeah, Kevin You're Stefanski. Still, you don't think he's not looking over his shoulders with all these guys behind him? Yeah. Does that instill any confidence that Minnesota had? There's yeah, they have that's, that's no odd. confidence in him. Other than the fact that, well, we don't have to pay these guys for the position. We'll do that come week four. One, uh, one noticeable name missing, John Filippo. right now doesn't have a job. He was the hot hire last year, kind of fizzled in Minnesota. A lot, a lot of reasons that that offense didn't work out, and he might have been one of them. Uh, but as of now, currently looking for a job. There are a few places that have openings, so it, it could still happen. I kind of expect him to end up as a quarterback's coach or something like that, which is basically offensive coordinator junior. Uh, but you know, there's an opening in Tennessee that I think could be interesting, or Miami possibly as well. So, uh, last thing I want to point out that makes Bob Sutton, if looking at the list, blah blah blah, makes Bob Sutton the uh, longest tenured defensive coordinator in the National Football League, which Chiefs fans are none too happy about. Nope. 
Um, we'll see how things go. Quickly, the tur- the tides would turn if uh, the defense shows up in two playoff games and, and they win some games. I'm sure the, the, the heat would definitely cool down a little bit. Um, but if they allow 40-some points to the Patriots at home uh, in the AFC Championship win, okay. game, I think the, the fans will be right back on the case of trying to get him hey, Right fired. now, uh, um, Andy Reid is two games away from getting that Super Bowl ring that's eluded him for so long. Would- also, that uh, weird uh, that's been dubbed by uh, the, the Chiefs uh, beat writing page, the... the um, the NFL Triple Crown, yeah, winning the both conference championships and a, and a Super Bowl is on the table for him. Huh. Very few coaches have done that. There's Once an interesting before, article maybe. out I there. I think of who off the top of my head. Could, um, it's it, there's Dick an interesting Vermeil's article. Be close, right? I'll post it out there. Dick um, Vermeil. Obviously, Andy Reid won uh, won the NFC championship there with he the, won the won the NFC and then the Super Bowl with the Rams. He, also NFC. Yeah, he's got. A yeah, yeah, but he had to have an A because Vermeil was. AFC for a long, longest time before Eagles and Rams. Yeah, he coached Chiefs, Chiefs for a while, but he never got to never, a Super Bowl there. there. I, I don't know yeah. if you know if if, if someone's listening. There's a know. whole article I, I sent it to you. It had all the do, the details. Oh, I, on I'm sure you, you sent it to yeah. me. and I didn't look at it. Uh, I'll find it. I'll post it out there for people I, to take a look at. It's want, it's a very interesting. Put it in the group list. Do not enjoy put the answer that. out until I don't know. Like, I look it up and I know the answer before everyone. <laughs> I sent you the answer. You didn't do your I, homework. I'm not going to look. I got to think of it. I didn't get it. I have it to think to of me. it organically. He sent it to you at work, not me. And the I thought you were going to mention the Super Blood Wolf Moon. That's also a thing. Dun, dun, dun. Which uh, sounds dun, like a made dun, up. Tokyo it really dun, does sound like dun, a made up dun, thing, dun, but it's dun, a thing. Dun, Stop. Dun, 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 uh, dun, dun. Apparently, there's going to be a Super Blood Wolf Moon on uh, Sunday night, right? Yeah. So, uh, after, right hopefully, the after the game. Chiefs win a. It'll be well after, but hopefully after the Chiefs win a... Really? Because uh, what time does that game kick off? Uh, they said it's supposed to be red by about 11 o'clock. The game uh, will be okay. over by 8.30. So it'll be, it'll be partially red, but it'll, it'll be, be a moon. It'll, it'll be, be a moon. It, will be it may not be super, point. but it'll still be a blood wolf It'll just be a regular blood wolf moon. Whatever. Not as cool. We'll see how it goes. So, anything else, guys? Anything? 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 When can we start talking draft? <laughs> Uh, I, I know weeks. I got to talk about it on Wednesday, couple weeks. but yeah, couple we're getting weeks. there. We're we're getting some, there. We'll cut some time. When do we get to talk about that other football league that's going to start the week after this one? We'll see how things A- go. AAF. AAF. I saw an um, not like two off the rails here because we're close to the episode. There was an advertisement for this league during one of the CBS yeah, games. I was it's watching. It's on CBS. So. It's on CBS and. The way they're hyping this league, it's obvious they're getting some kind of help from the NFL. It In my seems mind. semi-legit. There are, it, it there does. are former NFL players, coaches, and, things like that. And it seems to be like the promo was like, oh, uh, second chances for players, like playing up this fact that these are guys that got cut or for whatever reason. So like they're hyping up the product on the field. Part of me is going to wait to see what happens when it actually comes. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch one one weekend maybe. Yeah, but it, it's just it's just interesting to see that during an NFL game, CBS yeah. is so and there. Like I said, there has to be to me. It feels like there's the NFL is looking at this as a a feeder league, if you will. It's their version of the NXT. But in they, my mind. they have the NCAA, which is free. True. Yeah. It's yeah, true. I, I uh, it cost you some whoppers, but but look where Kurt Warner came from. Not. NCAA University of Northern Iowa. Yeah, but there's a lot of there. There are these once in a lifetime players that come out and play good that were undrafted. You get them to go to a place that's camp arm. Yeah, Minnesota's got a couple of guys that uh, undrafted that looked really good. Adam Thielen's one of them. Kyle Slaughter looked pretty good. They find their way there eventually. They do, but now but now they've got another league that will help them. Now they've got another league that will help them get up, and I feel like. It's not the and first time we've seen it. We saw the USFL. They yeah, didn't make I, it. Yeah, but there was no... Yes, there was. Was there? Absolutely. Was I'm, th- I'm thinking the UF. Whatever. And I mean, the thing is... is the other one got, that had a team you've in got, Omaha. Uh, that, you've got hands in yeah. this league that are from the NFL, which I think have has something to do with it. But you have the exact same thing with the with the USFL that it, it bombed. You know what they're not offering? I'm looking forward to seeing it, but... College players a straight shot with big money. Yeah, I don't know that big money is a thing, but we'll see. They're paying... St. Louis four times what the NFL was paying St. Louis. There's big money involved. Sure, uh, but how long can it stand? Like that's make your payday, go back to college for a year. Get you as a not payday. You can't go back to college. can't go to college once you get paid. That's I mean, you can go to college, but you're gonna get like a business degree and you're gonna go work for a yeah. bank. Ask we'll those see. guys for uh, 
Ohio State how it goes to NCAA take money. NCAA rules. You can't go back. That's, that's an NCAA thing. And, Not a pro uh, thing. Well, no, but you can't go back. You can only be pro. And- I'm, I'm interested to see how the transition would go between the two leagues. And we'll as, talk about it in the offseason. As a couple people yeah. pointed out, I'm, I'm actually just waiting for the NFL to go, yeah, you, uh, you went to the XFL? You're not welcome in our league. I don't think that'll ever happen. That will not happen. It didn't happen in the old Ask XFL. Tommy Maddox how that works out. Yeah, I, I think they're going to try to find a way to put the kibosh on this whole Ask college Ask hate thing. me how that works Rod out. Rod Smart looked really good returning kicks for Carolina. Anyway. So last but not least, we talked about it a little bit on Wednesday. We'll we'll throw it out here as well. Um, we got the uh, the the wrestling show coming up here, February 9th. Yep. We're happy to uh, to throw our our name on and and get some eyes on. Hopefully, it's for a great cause. You know, we're trying to get these these kids sent off once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Dominican uh, Republic. They're going in March 2020. So. You know, all, everything the, we can do to help. Yeah. Find the event on Facebook. We've shared it a couple times. It's a, If you're in the Facebook group, it is a announcement post. So it's One of the, the first top. comments I saw was, if I had this opportunity when I was in school, would have loved it. So come on, do a good thing. Yeah. So it should be a fun time. These, these are always fun events, kid-friendly. Again, February 9th, it's at the, uh, the, the Southeast Warren School there. Uh, just a you know, quick little hop, skip, and jump away. And Yeah, but... Uh, on average, about 40 minutes south yeah. of Des Moines. Come have some fun and, and enjoy some wrestling. I'm going to try to make it out. I should. I think yeah. I should be there. Jam will obviously be there. And if you want to talk football, find us. We'll talk football, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. It's, it's so. the week after the Super Bowl. You don't have anything to worry about. Exactly. Yeah, it's well, not conflicting with games. You're, so it's you're good. not it's, watching it's, the you got, AAF. You're conflicting Josh, with this AAF. Yeah. And it's the same day, though. Oh, buddy. Uh, I know. Big, DVR. Big worried. Yeah. I think you can DVR this one and be safe. All right, guys. We will be back I don't ruin it next week. We'll know who's going to the Super Bowl. We'll know the two teams in the Super Bowl. We'll recap these AFC, NFC championships. And we'll preview games. the Pro Bowl. And uh, I don't know what else we're doing next week, guys. No. But we'll, uh, I've we'll got some ideas. We've got some stuff cooking. We'll might be, it, might, it might be a one-episode week. We don't know. We'll, we'll see have some fun. We'll we're see getting back down to that time where we'll drop you an episode on Wednesday or Friday. And see what happens. What do you like? It'll be Wednesday next week because we've got to recap these championships. Oh, that is true. Yeah. So. All right. So until next week for these two fucksticks... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's about right. That All whole right. dog thing. Yeah. yeah, it's too much. Oof. Woof. This has been just another football show. Bye. I should have said possum. Well,